Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. And welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and this is a very special episode because it's coming to you direct from the Vacation Rental Success Summit Studio at the BMO Institute for Learning in Toronto. And it is a collection of interviews with the many people that, so the many attendees and speakers and sponsors that came by our little studio in what we call the Goldfish Bowl. And I'm not going to say much more about it than it was a huge amount of fun to do and to thank everybody that came by and participated and sat on the sofa in the hot seat, some of whom got cuddled by Mike, which was slightly unnerving for uh, for, for them, but... Uh, it was it was just a load of fun. So thanks to everybody who did stop by. And I was asking everybody that came in, not only what they were getting out of the summit, but to share some of the learning points that were really resonating with them. And to uh, just, just give us a few insights on what they found most helpful. One of the things that uh, that did happen at, uh, at over the weekend was the announcement of next year's venue, which will be in San Antonio, Texas. We're not absolutely sure of the date yet because we haven't decided on the venue in San Antonio, but uh, we do know it's either going to be at the end of April or in early May. So watch out for the announcements that's coming soon about the early bird tickets for next year's event. We do hope to see you there. But in the meantime, take a listen to some of the comments from this year's attendees on this episode and uh, let us know what what you think. And if you were there, you know, let us know in the comments what uh, what you did enjoy most about it. This is a slightly lengthier episode than usual. It's over the hour. Uh, I was thinking about separating it into, it into two episodes, but it just seemed it just seemed sensible to keep it all together in one. So please do listen to the end. There's uh, there's plenty of insight from a lot of very talented and motivated people. So over we go to the hot seat in the goldfish bowl. So I'm sitting here. We call it the goldfish bowl at the. BMO Center for Learning after a fantastic day and as you can tell my voice is dropping off now and as 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 we did last year we're sitting here inviting people in to come and chat and tell us what a great day they've had and what the trend is what people are talking about so I have with me snuggling up on the seat next to me my son my son get your Mike, hand off my lap <laughs> and Matt Landau <laughs> oh we need a photograph of this <laughs> hi guys hello Heather <laughs> hey mummy <laughs> as you can tell we are having the best of times so come on then what's the day been like Oh man, I mean, the day, as um, we have become accustomed, the day is jam-packed. It start, started at 9 a.m., 
not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Early a.m. with the uh, opening ceremony, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Um, great energy in the room. 165 people. I think that's what we the count was today, including the walk-ins we had today. My immediate um, reaction was that physically, like, it felt like way more people than last time. The amount of people that were stuffed in that room was it more tables or something? Yeah, I mean we had we had more tables in there, um, and they weren't spread out. But yeah, it, it just it just felt like it was a lot more. Um, it, nobody was packed in, but it, it definitely felt like there was a lot more electricity in the room. There yeah, was a lot more people in there. Yeah, yeah. And everyone had their um, everyone had the game faces on. Everyone had their coffee. You got things started. You made your mother cry. Yes. Well, that's always my mission. And what's funny is I didn't cry this time. That, 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 that was a mission for myself. And I actually find myself, I don't know if this is weird, almost tearing up when you are getting ready to tear up. Because I feel exactly <laughs> the emotion that's going through, the amount of work that has gone through, the amount of... It's like a culmination of so much. And, of course, Mike is not my son. Uh, <laughs> more, but more like brother. More like brother. But it really does represent so much. It's got all these additional layers of meaning that makes things teary at times. Yeah, and you told me you teared up last night as well. I did. So tell us about what you did last night. Last night we hosted an inner circle meetup at the Art Gallery of Ontario, which was a gorgeous place to host a meetup. Had 45 people. That's fantastic. amazing. Um, and I guess a direct um, product of the amazing uh, marketing job that you guys did for this event and if you guys check out in the show notes we'll have the photograph from that event because oh, that, that, so that, that, cool. that was a great photograph yeah it's under the frank gary uh, stairwell um but what we did we traditionally do a hot seat we sit around a table and someone brings a specific challenge and the rest of the group um uses their sort of experience to solve that challenge but we had 45 people <laughs> and we only had two hours which meant that our traditional hot seat model was not going to work so, we came up with this idea that each individual would bring with them to the event a prepared one-minute breakthrough. The biggest breakthrough they had experienced in 2017. And we had all kinds of, like, Nancy, for instance, made a PowerPoint. <laughs> one-minute PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah. And Michelle was, had her little notes with that. We had some folks who were using, um, you know, note cards. We had someone who had a, a baby with her, Marissa. Mm-hmm. She brought her baby with her. Um, but it was, on paper, quite a simple thing. Independent owners and managers sharing their success stories. But like you guys probably experience regularly, I felt like I had been along these journeys with them. And when they're sharing these breakthroughs, like, you know, things that are changing their lives and their businesses, I couldn't help but like feel like a, a proud father almost just having been along for that ride and it was an inspiring thing well it's because your family and, and, and mm-hmm. you, you know you, you're the you're the father figure of that family i mean you're, you're the one who keeps the the, the glue together and, and that's exactly how we feel when we start this event because you know you, you put the effort and the um and the time into something and then you you see it come to fruition mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's so emotional mm-hmm. um, i think that's the real beauty of the industry frankly it's on the far opposite end of the like you know, profit and loss and growth and all these things. Um, and I, I think that's what makes this, this event so unique is that everyone really is in it for the long, mm-hmm. long haul. Yeah. And, you know, when I talked this morning about nerding out, which is the expression you came up with when we did our, we did our session a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah, you, you, you said it's going to be a weekend of nerding out. Yeah, because as, as owners and managers, we always want to talk about this stuff, but yeah, no one wants to hear what we have to say because we just bother them. So to be in proximity of all these other folks who 
are equal nerds. It's like a support group. It's like mm-hmm. you found your tribe. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And you, you, have, you find the people, especially the, the newbies who don't even have a property yet, and they yeah. come here and they go, whoa, these yeah. guys really love this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, uh, there's a there's a man with a gigantic beard um, breaking into the room right now. <laughs> Seems like a slightly dangerous man. You want to take my spot? <laughs> Introduce yourself. So so Matt has Matt has left the cuddly the, the, cuddly the seat with Mike. That was a, uh, and that now, was a condition for my interview. <laughs> now David, now we're joined with by David Angotti, who's in the cuddly seat with Mike. I've got my arm around him. I wish there was a video of this. I, I'm getting very flush right now. <laughs> it's a normal reaction. David, that was a fantastic keynote you did today. And I'm sorry, Mike is stroking David's beard. And uh, I wish I could that is freaking like me. That is <laughs> freaking me out. This is so early in the evening as well. It's, it's, like, it's like 9.30. And I, I don't, it's not even 9 o'clock. And, this uh, is going to make Catherine laugh when she hears this. Oh, I have, I have no doubt. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you, your uh, your keynote from this morning, or oh, sorry, this afternoon was absolutely amazing. I say this morning because you started off and said this morning. <laughs> Welcome to this morning's keynote. Um, but yes, I, like it was it was absolutely outstanding, and, and it's amazing um, for myself, like emceeing the event, and you sit on the periphery, and sometimes I have to leave the room because I can't see all, all the. Um, um, I have to. I can't see all the presentations, but the, the main thing I get to hear as people coming out and they're talking to each other, and you hear that, wow, that was absolutely amazing. So, and I think, and I, and I heard that from a lot, lot of presentations today. But they definitely everybody coming out that main presentation hall. That was what their number one uh, reaction was, and, and they were taking something away. It was, it was really important. I want to tell you what I took away from that. Um, now, I've got, as I mentioned this morning, I've got a new member of staff started today right and she's our customer service and hospitality manager and when you talked about empowering your staff and giving them the um how how did you talk how did you say it giving them the uh wherewithal that this wow the wow fund right right i was talking about uh the ritz carlton uh brand specifically and how they they have many staff members that just go above and beyond and there's all these great customer service stories that came out of uh, ritz carlton and and what their staff members do and basically it's a top-down approach to customer service where they've empowered the staff by giving them all a no questions asked two thousand dollar budget to wow a guest and it doesn't matter if it's the the part-time housekeeper or the ceo they have that budget to take good care of guests and the funny thing about that that is, you know, maybe as a, an individual owner, maybe as a property manager, we can't afford that or it doesn't seem like we can on paper. What we can do is something smaller. Like, so with our team back when we owned the property management brand, we gave them a $250 budget to work within. Or maybe as an individual owner, we can decide, okay, once a month, we're going to spend 100 bucks on something to wow people. And, and you know, uh, the, the story about uh, the Ritz-Carlton brand and, and all that was definitely an inspiration point. But one of the things you mentioned in your keynote last year actually really resonated with me. And it's been a, over a year now, and it's something that's still, like, just almost gives me goosebumps thinking about which you talked about how either you or a staff member googled people that were coming to stay you found out somebody was gluten-free that was coming to stay and you put the cookies in the unit and here you are and you had way more units than us and you were still doing that kind of thing from a customer service standpoint and that really inspired me to help you know, take our brand to the next level. It was one of the things I took away from last year even though it was something you said in passing in a keynote it 
it took root for us and our brand. And, and so that's a, that's a good example of how this stuff can, you know, you, you go to a conference and you're expecting to have your takeaways and the takeaways are oftentimes something you aren't really planning on. And it's one little thing that, that you just grab onto and run with. Yeah. And, and exactly that, because I know I'm now going to go back and, and talk to my staff about our wow fund. We're going to give you this amount of money every month, and you can do with it whatever you want right. to to make somebody to make somebody's day. Yeah, and I I just love that idea, and it's just so simple. And as you say, it's it's like what I said at the end of that keynote. It's just we've all got so much knowledge. Let's right. you, if everybody here shared one little bit of it, right. you know, one piece of information, just like that, just like right. the wow moment. We've then got 165 pieces of new information that we yeah. may not take on everything, but you just take on one or two things. So, And, and we're all on the same team here, so that's, that's the beauty of it. And that's one of the really good things about this event versus some of the others I've been to. I get a chance to go to quite a few. There's less of those walls that people put up in front of them on sharing information because it's just more of a, a relaxed and authentic, transparent environment where people feel safe sharing that, that information yeah. with others. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, David, thank you. Thank you so much for enjoying me because we've now got Andrew McConnell coming to join us in the cuddle seat. Well, thank you. And Andrew, watch out. He stroked my beard and let me put my arm, I mean, and had me put my arm around him. I don't, I don't have any worries about him stroking my beard. <laughs> Thanks. No concerns. Oh. Well, thank you for, for joining me. Thanks for coming, Andrew, because I know you had other choices. Yeah, no, it's great to be here. I was just saying, I the... The conversations, I didn't even realize everybody that would be here. You you run into people that you don't see but once or twice a year, but you're always happy to see when you see them. And then it's not the same conversation. It's You start talking about something, you have no idea where it's going to go. Yeah. And then when you get to the destination, you're like, oh, wow, yeah, I hadn't thought about it in that way. So so what what is the what, is, what have you been hearing people talk about? I mean, I, I've been coming with a very specific question and problem about some distribution questions that we have, and I've been placing it to so many different people to get their takes on it, and everybody has their own perspective, right? Because we all see our own piece of the business, our own piece of the industry, and you know, rented.com, we have our own challenges, and we're very close to them, but being able to pull back and see, not necessarily the forest, like everybody says, the forest for the trees, but by speaking to people in different parts of the forest, you get to see totally different yeah. trees and trees yeah. through their eyes. And that's been the, the biggest thing for us is, is really a, a lot around distribution. And I know, you, I mean, you have this wonderful strategic overview of the business. And I see this, you know, every time I look at a skift report, <laughs> you're, you're in there with a quote. I think my, and, my email may just be it's easy to reply to because they have so many from me now. <laughs> I mean, what's your view? Um, give us your sort of strategic overview of the business today in a nutshell. The biggest is growth, right? It's going to keep getting bigger and bigger. With that is bigger and bigger dollars pouring in, leading to bigger and bigger players. And the four probably most listeners to the podcast, four... 98% of the people out there, the upshot, what that means is there's not a middle ground to play anymore. You can't be good enough. There's no such thing as good enough. Everything, if you're good enough, you have to get bought or buy mm -hmm. to move to the bigger players. You really have to go for excellence. And what excellence means is not cookie cutter. Excellence isn't five-star standard. Mm -hmm. Excellence is 
being excellent in the eyes of your guests, of your owners. What is it that they're looking for? And knowing what that means for you so and your business very heart. specifically. Yeah, a heart and a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it could be quirky. We, what we provide is for young families, right? Like th- we are built all around and we make sure the, the cribs or the toys or whatever they need. We just, that is our bread and butter. And if you're here for a bachelor party or a bachelor party, we're not going to be your go-to, right? That's fine. It means you're going to close off a bunch mm-hmm. of potential guests, but for the ones that fit exactly what you're doing, you, you couldn't be better, right? They're, they're the people yeah. that are looking for that special, that unique, that authenticity of experience. Well, this is what David was talking about, wasn't it? With the persona-based experience yes. and the 100%. Right. You have to give 100%. And it's, it was something I, I thought about talking actually to Matt Landau earlier this year. We were saying it's not being everything to everybody. That's the big players are trying to be everything to everybody. That's where they're buying up and rolling mm-hmm. everything together. If you try to play that game, you're going to lose. They have more dollars to spend. They have more mass. But if you're exactly the right thing to the people that you want to be right for, then no one can beat you because no one can provide that level of personalization. No one can provide that level of passion, and you're going to win every single time. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm, I, yeah, I'm just so pleased that you, you came. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. It's absolutely it was, um, been wonderful. Did you sit in on, were you there for the manager's panel? I did, yeah. I came in the back, That yeah. was really interesting. Yeah. And, yeah, that, um, that opened my eyes a little bit, and I'm hopefully gets um, somebody who's on that panel in today. What did, what did you get out of that one? That, I mean, the biggest was thing a, was is... Was anything that was a surprise to you? I think less of a surprise than the urgency. It's that, yeah. you know, we, we can think that certain things are good or bad for the industry, this, that, and the other, but there's certain trends that we're not impacting. There's mm-hmm. certain trends that they're going to happen. You know, this is where the dollars are going. This is where the direction is. And the question is less, do you like it or think it's a good or bad thing? Then how do I adapt quickly and well to the new world? Yeah. And the ones that adapt are the ones that are going to thrive. And so it's, it's really conversing with your peers, coming to things like this, reading up, staying on top of the industry so you can see those trends ahead of time and be quick to adapt. You don't have to be the first mover, but you have to be a quick follower. Otherwise, you get left behind. That's great. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you very much. And uh, Andrew's moving out of the hot seat now and being replaced by, uh, by John from Your Welcome. Good evening. And <laughs> this is neat, isn't it? This is lovely. Yeah, you thought just Henry was going to get. Yeah, what a surprise! What a surprise! <laughs> so, a surprise. so you know, Henry was Henry joined me on the podcast mm. to talk about your welcome yeah. a, a few weeks ago. You did a a little presentation today on yep. the wel- on the on the your welcome tablet and. Everybody was so engaged with that. They, they were so interested. What are you hearing from people when, when, when you're demonstrating it? We're in a lot of positive feedback. Um, I think the, the most exciting thing for me, I, I, I love ideas. I uh, live and breathe um, coming up with new ideas and, and new ways to solve problems and, and, and overcome challenges. And I think the thing about, uh, firstly, can I congratulate you on bringing together such an incredible group of people because (laughs) the caliber of ideas coming from people who have have only just seen us for the first time and they immediately can see 
uh, not only what the product can do for their business, but they're suggesting things that, you know, sometimes the, the, they're things that we've thought about before. Other times it's, it's completely left field and, and, you know, not necessarily an idea that we've even necessarily considered before. Um, so I think, I think that's been... Have you got any examples? Yeah, um, there was someone who wanted to uh, incentivize their guests to leave video reviews that they can put on their website. Now, obviously, the tablet can record video. Um, have we ever thought about... I mean, we, we've thought about how you may use... Uh, how you may encourage guests to leave positive reviews and what you might do with bad feedback. But we've never thought about um, recording uh, a video for you to use on your website. And then obviously, you know, hotels do it. You leave your business card in and you maybe win a night stay or you win some incentive, some trip. Um, that, that, was, that was his idea. And I, I can't remember the guy's name for the life of me. I think it was Richard, but... <laughs> Uh, it was a fantastic idea and, and that's something that we've made notes on and luckily we're a small team we can go away we can take those ideas we can work on something um, and, and hopefully we will build that and hopefully that will get uh, introduced into our into our platform so as I say it, it, it has been um, a very interesting gathering of people I think that the, the caliber for uh, business and sort of entrepreneurial spirit is, is very high um, and the ideas, the quality of the ideas that people are coming up with is, is fantastic. Well, I, I think it's great. I mean, I, you know I love the product. Yes. And, <laughs> and I, I want to get this out to um, to our owners yes. and, and encourage them to use it. I just, I, you know, I'm so fed up of dog-eared right. bits of paper yep. um, and, and the old Something folders that you know, things have been taken out of the plastic sleeves Indeed. and they've been shoved back again and they're all crumpled. And yeah. So, yeah, I, well, and I'll feed back to you how, how they're getting on well, with it. Please do. I mean, I, and, and that's the thing, I think, you know, the, the, the problems that we are solving, they're not new problems. They're things that, that people have faced for a long time. Um, they're not even necessarily new solutions. It's just it's wrapped in one product that you can use, and uh, it's quite an elegant solution. I think like adding adding technology yeah. is a nice way of solving the problem. And, and seeing the feedback from guests, seeing what they're actually using, um, it, it, that that is the thing that I think people have, have taken on board the most is is actually taking a a positive step towards looking at data and actually yeah. getting a real understanding. It's not just a case of um, it's not just a case of having a best guess or, or talking to some guests and getting feedback, like looking at actual data um, and seeing how things compare mm-hmm. when you add a new process or you change something in your property. Um, you can actually see how it gets affected and, yeah. and taking action on real basis. Well, really I'll be feeding back to you as, uh, as, we, as we take on all these, these new clients. Please so do. Thanks and for joining me, John. That's I look okay. forward to seeing you uh, in San Antonio next year. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and thank you very much. And, and, and once again, thank you for putting on the event. It's been You're, absolutely incredible. Well, we love We've having had a great you time. here. Thank so you very John's much. leaving us now and being replaced by my friend Dean Curtis from serenity vacation rentals uh, dean you're up in you know you're in my part of the world how's it been going for you this year oh it's been going great it's been a great year heather uh i i can't believe the explosion in the rental industry right now they're just uh, the 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 demand from guests the interest in prospective owners it's the industry yeah. is just really blown up it's yeah what, what do you hear about um real estate up it up, up in your area i mean the parry sound area is just just going nuts it's the demand is huge the yeah. inventory is low are you this is something that um that has impacted us this year as a, as a rental agency and for for, for for those in my audience um dean runs a, a vacation rental 
management company, a property management company, very similar to my own in the same area. So we're not necessarily competitors, but we are, you know, we are you know, fellow managers in the same area. So we deal with the same issues. And one of them I'm dealing with at the moment because of this um, real estate situation, we have owners that are selling and they're selling so fast that we just get the, the, the phone call out of the blue to say, I just got to tell you, we, we, we hadn't intended putting our property on the market, but somebody's offered us so much money that we've got to take it. And yeah. we've got a full summer of rental in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and we have um, people who are interested in buying cottages and we're having the opposite problem where they're looking to buy a cottage. And if it's listed for sale, by the time we go and look at the cottage, we're getting a text that that yeah. cottage is already sold. That's how fast things are happening. It, it's, it's, we, were, we were scheduled to go and look at, a, at four cottages with a client at one time. And by the end of the day, all four of those cottages were sold. That's how fast things are happening. It's yeah, unbelievable. It, it is unbelievable. And yeah. uh, anyway, I mean, you, you, you represent um, Gary Miller's cottage I and do. of course Gary has been mentioned over and over again on this podcast as yep. you know he's sort of our poster child for, for, for how well the uh, the the summit has worked yes. because Gary came last year and he had no idea of what he was going to do he bought his first property six weeks after and he but he chose not to do it himself which I you know f- for me I found that interesting I thought Gary would just go ahead and do all his own marketing but he chose to go with a management company and this is what I love because this is an owner who's who's fully involved yeah. in his own property, yet he's using a management company to take care of the marketing and all the administration. Do you have other owners like that? Oh, yeah. Um, and Gary is an outlier. Like, Gary <laughs> really is motivated, and, and he lives, eats, and breathes this. He's, yes. you know, he's studying the industry, um, so he's a great owner to have, obviously. But, uh, yeah, you know, we get the full spe- spectrum. I have owners that uh, want to be involved in the process, want to be involved in the rentals. And then I have the other end, too, where some owners just are happy to you look after everything, Dean. I, yeah. I don't want to be bothered. You, you look after everything. So, uh, you know, I get the full spectrum of the owners. But getting back to what you were talking about, about Gary coming in and it was his, you know, he, he didn't have any vacation rentals. He was just a first-time home buyer. That's the awesome thing about this summit. This is why I love this so much is you've got the full spectrum. There's, I've met people here today that don't have any investment properties, don't have any rental properties that are just like Gary, that are just starting out. I've met people that are kind of at, at the same level as me. They're, they're managing maybe four to five to 10 properties. And then I've met people here that have 500 doors, have a thousand doors. Yeah. So this is the real cool part about the summit is, is you can network with all of these different people that are all in the different stages of, of their business. So, uh, I love it. You know, if you want to grow to the next stage in mm-hmm. your business, this is the great, great, uh, part of this is not only the classes, but being able to network with the people outside the classes as well. So, uh, so what, what, what's your big takeaway from today, Ben? Oh my God. Where do I start? <laughs> Yeah, my goodness. There's just so much. Like the, the, the big takeaway for me, Heather, what impacts me the most from coming to a summit like this is the motivation that I get. That's what I take away the most. I mean, listen, I'm learning a ton while I'm here. Don't get me wrong. But 
when I'm surrounded by other people that are like-minded people and that are motivated about growing their business and everything, I go, go home and for the next four or five months, I'm pumped. You know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, to take on new projects. I'm ready to grow the business. And it's the pump in the arm that I need, you know. And uh, that's, to me, uh, that alone is, mm-hmm. is worth, worth the fee for me. Just coming in and networking and, and meeting these other people and getting inspired and motivated. And that's... Well, you fantastic. Know. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you very much for, for dropping in and thank joining you. me. Thank you. Just go from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, thank you. You guys. The wonderful. So, <laughs> yeah, this is great. So I've just been joined by Philip Kennard from Future Stay. And we've just been talking because I had this on pause. It, it, so. yeah, if you can't tell, like this sounds very awkward because we we were just chatting for the, like the last ten minutes and realised we weren't actually recording because we took a little break so Heather could have a sip of water because she is still nursing a sore throat. Anyway, sorry. So we we figured we figured we, we'd get to know each other uh, incredibly well for actually before actually recording today. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, we were what we were talking about kind of uh, you know off of recording was just how the relationship between Heather and Mike reminds me a little bit of of myself and my mom where you have kind of two entrepreneurial people in the same family and it blows my mind that they have not killed each other yet <laughs> there have been times there have been many many times I have the scars I was about to say I don't see any bruises so it seems like you guys are doing okay yeah no we, we, we get on we get on really really well but yeah, tell me, tell me a little bit about Future Stakes. I know you guys were here last year. I know you don't like to talk much about what you do. <laughs> so here's your opportunity. No, you know, it's, it's not that we don't like to talk about what we do. We, listen, we do plenty of selling. Um, yeah. But this is, not the, this is not the time or place for us to sell. We come here to learn. Um, but I will give you the, you know, the kind of quick uh, 30 seconds about what we do. So I'm, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Future Stay. And Future Stay is a vacation rental dashboard that managers uh, and owners use to control their property everywhere from, you know, HomeAway to VRBO, uh, Airbnb, FlipKey, Booking.com, uh, Expedia, and, of course, their own website. You know, we, we give them a place to centralize all their managements, uh, all their management, their reservations, and their bookings. And that's, that's really uh, the kind of core of what, what we provide, that all-in-one system um, without relying on external channel managers and partners and things like that. So everything really works well together. Uh, but, you know, we were here for the, the seminal uh, Vacation Rental Success Summit, and we're here again. And, and, you know, I hope this doesn't frustrate you guys too much. You know, we didn't get a booth this time, and we didn't get a booth <laughs> last time. But the reason why we do that is because, um, you know, Future Stay has a, has a you know, great growth rate. We have, a lot, we have over 55,000 vacation rentals around the world in 120 countries that use us. And coming here to sell would be kind of like a waste of the opportunity of just getting to know the real, like, kind of, everyday joys and pains and frustrations of all all sorts of different vacation rental owners and managers from around the world. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to learn, so just like everyone else. Tell me what you learned today. Oh my gosh, so many things. So <laughs> um, I think the most interesting thing that I learned today is that uh, it I haven't found one person, and maybe, maybe you're an exception to this, Heather, but I haven't found one person that likes the entire process of the pre-check-in emails with their guests. So it's from the time that someone books your property on channel XYZ or whatever the case is, to the time that they check in, it seems like every single person I've spoken to says, there's just way too many moving parts in that. If they're doing the on, you know, unless they have a management company, if they're doing the management, 
There's just way too many things to answer. They'd like that process more automated. And so for me, that means, great, can I get you on a 15 or 20-minute call with my product team and myself? And we'll really dive in deep and see what it would look like if that was automated for you. Like, if you had a magic wand, what would you do to that process? And that's yeah. what we want to make happen. Yeah, I think I mean, automation is, is a big thing. It, it, it is for everybody. But we've got to do automization, or automation in a personalized way. That's the tough uh, part. Yeah, that is the tough part. You know, how, how do you do that? So, right, and I think, I, think it's, I think there are two questions, right? So one is, how do you make automation or automation, right, <laughs> depending on where you're from, uh, personalized? And the other question that can be asked around it is, what parts of it need to be personalized and what parts can simply just be handled, right? Yeah. One of the reasons why we exist is because um, many of the people that are in this industry, like myself, they're, they're vacation rentals in my family and so on, and that's why I got into this, into this business, is that hospitality is not just a skill, it's not just a business, it's something that a lot of people love. And you see this tremendous overlap between people that love to stay in vacation rentals and love to travel the world and people that have vacation rentals. I mean, it's the, the two almost go hand in hand, right? Now, for us, we like to look at that and say, what parts of hospitality do you like? What, what's the difference between hospitality and management? There are not that many people that love management, but there are lots of people that love hospitality. So how do we automate the management so that you can focus on the hospitality? And, you know, you did it last year, you did it again this year, and you kind of talk about that. Um, and I think you did a great job both times with the, with, the, with the opening keynote. How do you wow your guests? How do you create this lasting impression? And, you know, last year you spoke about the Northern Lights, right, which was an amazing <laughs> keynote. They're the second person who's, who's uh, brought it uh, up. David Angotti sort of brought up last because year's it was, it was a, Well, this, this is a testament to really how memorable that was, right? And... And, you know, last year I couldn't figure out. I said, wow, why is she such a good speaker? And then I realized because you have the podcast I've been doing for so long, right? <laughs> um, but this year you had, you know, you talked about uh, a variety of things, but it's like the music when you check in and so on. And, and that moment, right, that moment is creating that moment, creating that energy and that, that, that primer that the stay starts off on is something that if you love hospitality and you love hosting Regardless if it's having a party or having a guest or having whatever the case is, you're going to get a high off of that for yourself. You're creating that experience for someone. And that's something that you cannot automate. I don't care what kind of machine learning you want to build around it, what kind of you know, natural language processing you're able to implement and your data science. That's, that's, you're not going to replicate that. But what are the parts that you can take away that don't relate to that? Maybe answering that email about the second email about how many bedrooms or bathrooms yeah. there are. Or, hey, I'd like to shift my reservation one day in the future. Is that available? Or can I bring my dog? Right. So those are things that maybe you can automate. And so for us right now, what we're working on is trying to see where that line is drawn, where the balance is. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll be interested to see how this, how this pans out and Excellent. how you proceed. So thanks for joining me, Philip. That was, uh, that was great. My pleasure. So I'm going to be joined next in the hot seat by Mark Pettiferi. I'm doing really not very well with names at the minute with Mark Pettiferi. Um, Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, uh, where, 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 where you are, where, where you are. You're in the hot seat. I'm in the hot seat. I can't believe I'm sitting in the hot seat, actually. With a beer in hand. Yes, yes. That makes everything a lot easier. Yeah. So, tell us about yourself. Uh, so, I have some properties about two and a half hours east of Seattle, which is in the desert, which most people don't know. Um, 
very long story short, is it good? Yep. Is that uh, I find myself in a position of managing four properties and having one of my own with about 50 bookings lined up for the summer and never hosted a guest yet. So how do you mean you never hosted a guest? Because this is, oh, right. It's all brand it's, new. It's all this, brand new. This whole it's thing kind new. of fell into my lap oh, Okay. Uh, in an expedited so, process in November. So I uh, found you and just so when been did, when wrote. So when does the first guest go in then? Uh, Memorial Day weekend. All right. So I got some time. I got <laughs> some time to put some processes in place. Memorial Day weekend is what? What's, what's, what's Memorial Day? Uh, it's the two four, basically the, our version of your 2-4. Oh, the end, May 2-4 weekend. End of the month, yeah. I think it's a much... Yeah, yeah May 2-4 is much more descriptive. <laughs> yeah, it's the same version, though. <laughs> yes. You just call it Memorial Day. It's the start Day. of the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how many guests do you say you got going in at that time? Uh, well, four properties. Four properties, right. And yeah, so ah, you know, excellent. 20, 30 people. Excellent. Yeah. So you've been, you've been soaking up. Oh, man. It, it seems like on. every time I research and try and learn a topic for more pop-up that I need to become an ex- expert in. So what, what's been most important for you? What's um, In general or here? Here. Here. You know, uh, I think it was really pounding home that we are about the customer experience much less than a, a sticks and roof. Yeah. It's, it's far more than you're giving somebody keys to open a door. It's you're responsible for their customer experience. That's it. And, and you know, I, I keep harping back to David's keynote today because that was so powerful when he said we're out there we're talking about 76 inch tvs yeah and how many beds we've got and the plushness of the mattresses and people don't you know don't they don't want that yeah they, they want to know what's on in the area and what they can do and what that experience is going to be like for them absolutely i mean all those things are important but they're not primary yeah so uh and there's a business model that uh Martin from uh, VR8 Verizzi. Martin Picard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a great point. There's a there's a profit to it too. There's a business model for providing more of that guest experience. Yeah. So it's a win-win, really. So what's in the future for you? Uh, you know, big plans. I'm a I'm a long way down the trail looker. So, you know, I want to develop. It's a very strange little market that I'm in. Very unknown, but a very fantastic place. So I've got big plans to bring recreation to it. You know. Fantastic. But, yeah. so tell me, tell me a little bit more about the area because you just just so said it's two it's, hours east yep, of it's Seattle. It's two hours east on the Columbia River, and it's oh, very arid yeah. desert, six seven hundred foot basalt cliffs. Just amazing. Fabulous. Yeah, and this little community is right below the, the Gorge Amphitheater. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's a twenty thirty thousand seat outdoor oh. venue. Just views. Wow. To oh, this is why you're talking about concerts. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they have concerts there. Yep. Yep, and. 20,000 people drive by this little one road that goes down and nobody knows of it. Fantastic. Well, yeah. I'm going to start, I'm going to get that on Google Maps and take a look at Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It's yeah. really a neat, neat area. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a great day tomorrow. Absolutely. I know I will. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys. So joining me now, Conrad O'Connell. Hi, Conrad. How Hello. are you doing? Are I'm you good. How are you? Time? I am, yes. Yeah? yeah? Have you done your session yet? No, I'm tomorrow. I'm, oh. the, I'm after the keynote. All right. So, yeah, I'm ready for it, though. Excellent. What are you going to be talking about? Um, yeah, so the title of the presentation is Search Marketing A to Z, but I kind of retitled it a little bit after I gave it to you, I'll be honest. And it's everything I can teach you about search marketing in 45 minutes. 
So, <laughs> and, and, and that is what? So we're going to Every, be... Just everything you know? Everything I can. to empty your head. I guess, yeah. So, <laughs> so basically, I'm going to be covering in two parts how you could get more organic traffic from Google, how you could get more paid traffic from Google, and trying to break those into actionable pieces that everyone can work on, uh, that they can take home. I know there's been a lot of presentations which have been really good that I, I would call inspirational, I would call helpful looking to the future. My presentation is stuff that hopefully you could take home and... Practical. Practice, yeah, stuff you could do that will okay, pay so, you immediate so, dividends. So for these yeah. guys who are listening, uh-huh. can you give them something? Give them, give yeah. them a tip or something? Because sure. they're not here to see you tomorrow. Well, they should sadly. be. They should be. They'll be here next year, though, yeah. right? In San Antonio. In San Antonio. That's public now, yeah. It is public. Okay, <laughs> so I would say that if... So there's two things that I focus on. So I'll give one for organic and one for paid. Hopefully that'll be helpful. So my organic one that I kind of talk about in the presentation is researching which topics your competition is writing about using a tool like SEMrush. So put your competitors into SEMrush and find out what topics they've written about on their blog or different information pages on their website that they're getting traffic on and then creating a better piece of information by researching what's working well for them. And then that's kind of my organic tip. So creating it and then getting links to back to that piece of information that you're writing. And it could be anything. I have specific examples, but it could be anything that's going to change for each destination. My paid tip, honestly, has been that most people are really lazy looking at their bids. So let's say someone's doing Google AdWords. And there's, I know there's a lot of people that listen that do Google AdWords. Um, they may spend a lot of time rewriting their ads or looking at which keywords are getting them traffic. That's fine. But not many people actually spend a lot of time looking at the bid that they're actually paying, what they're paying per click, yeah. which is funny because it's kind of the most important piece if you're doing paid search marketing. Google AdWords is how much traffic you're getting, how much you're paying for each click that you're driving to your website. So the second piece of the, the presentation talks about looking at the difference between bidding to the fourth position bidding to the first position and trying to figure out what makes the most sense for you because the difference can be really dramatic yeah so bidding 65 cents for the fourth position or bidding four dollars for the first position you should probably stick to the second or third yeah. so those would be two things i would say that you could look at or work on that would be you know pay dividends for sure yeah okay. i know we we covered um we covered did we did we do that on a previous one? Did we talk yeah. about paid? We talked about paid, paid, and we covered like the yeah. Google side of things. But I mean, then we covered kind of uh, like Facebook ads and stuff like that, which I think are both good channels. Actually, can I do one more? It's not my presentation. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, all right. Yeah, so my yeah, third. Yeah, so ahead. my third one is. Yeah, that was a slight pause because more people are just coming into the <laughs> yeah. room, and we've just been joined by Nikki Woodson Blair from Plan Venture and Rick Oster from Oster Golf Homes. So, so back to you, Conrad, to yeah. to, to to give us that extra tip. All right. So one more. This isn't the presentation. So this is just for the podcast listeners. So consider it a okay. a Let- free benefit. <laughs> all right. So a lot of people are doing Facebook ads. I know people in like Matt's Inner Circle and people I've talked to who are on your site. They're doing Facebook ads and they're sending a lot traffic back to their website i've i've come of the opinion recently that you should be trying to get their email address so i've been using facebook lead ads instead of sending the traffic back to the website because that's typically more actionable i can take that email and market to it right and the cost to acquire that email is often not really that much more so would you rather have a click for 25 cents or an email for a dollar I personally think it's better now to take the email for a dollar or less and then market to it and use your normal tactics that, you know, you talked about as opposed to getting a click for 25 cents that may or may not convert at one out of four, which most sites don't. I can't think of many that do. So that's just for the podcast listeners. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for joining me. So I'm going to, I'm going to move Conrad out of here and move Nikki up one. 
Hi, Heather. Hi, Nikki. Oh, yeah, there's loads of Hudson high fives going on. Yeah, everywhere. Today. So, so Nikki from Clamventure, how are you doing? Because it's been ages since we spoke. We had you on the podcast a long time ago. Yeah, and then I was here last year, um, which was great. But we had just launched last year when... Um, yeah. When, when I was here, and now it's been a year, so it's been a year of Well, that's of right. You came in this room, and we talked about that last yeah, year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it had just kind of gotten started. So um, now we've added a lot more properties. We're really doing well with SEO. We're kind of on the first page of Google now and our keywords. So um, we're adding a lot of followers on social media. So just looking at good growth, I think, and just kind of keep on going and enjoying it. And, um, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it is. It, it's lovely to to see that growth. Yeah, you know, it is. From, from when from when we last talked, from when we last met, and and yeah. you're, you're you're definitely still here, <laughs> and, and and making a success of it. So that's fantastic. Um, so your tell us tell us a little bit about Clan Venture to just remind people of what you do. Uh, Clan Venture is a uh, niche website that uh, focuses on family-friendly vacation rentals. So we categorize all of our homes into either baby, toddler, or kid-friendly homes. Uh, so parents can search by the ages of their children. And uh, we, we have mostly homes in, in the U.S., but also some in Canada and uh, the Caribbean and, and Central America and Mexico now. So we've kind of grown a little bit. Fantastic. Yeah. So... Um, so our owners coming to you and and asking how to do this as well, rather than just listing, or they, they you giving them the advice on how to how to create the kid friendly home. Yes, both both. Um, some come and their homes are already kid friendly, and they're just excited to find a site where they have it's their niche already. And others are coming, and I, I really kind of consult with them about what they can do and what they need in their home. And that's kind of what the presentation was about today, is how to cater to those families. And um, especially maybe families with small children that can uh, travel in the off-season. Uh, so that was that was fun today, and I had a lot of questions about that. And even parents I talked to who were there were telling me, wow, there's so many things that I didn't think about. Even though I have kids, but I didn't even think about uh, with my vacation rental that they're, they're thinking about now. I try to give a, give a lot of practical ideas today. Well, for the so, benefit of those you know who are listening, they mm -hmm. weren't here today, can you give a couple of tips? Yeah, sure. Uh, one tip, for example, was in a, in, if you have a welcome basket, definitely add something for the kids. Uh, I, I gave an example of one time when I went to a vacation rental in Northern California, and I don't even remember what was in the welcome basket for me or my husband. I'm sure there was a bottle of wine or something, but there was a box of cereal and a stuffed animal for my kids. And to this day, I still remember those. That just little things like that can make a big difference. Um, and just providing uh, gear that helps with uh, like the safety of their children, like stair gates, that's mm -hmm. pretty important. Uh, it just gives parents peace of mind when they're on vacation so they can actually try to relax and not be too stressed out and you know, running around after their kids the whole time. Just little things like that, but there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. But, um, well, thank you for coming in and joining me because you. I, you know everybody's out there having so much conversation yes. and so much networking is going on. Yes, so thanks for fantastic. tearing yourself away. And thank uh, you, Heather. I'm Nikki's going to be replaced by Rick Oster. Rick, how are you doing? I am great, Heather. So good to see you, and 
thank you for having me. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's super to see you. So how's business going for you? How many homes do you have now? Business is fantastic. And before we dive into that, I have to thank you. You may or may not even remember about 18 months ago when we first met in New yeah. Orleans yes. at an inner circle meetup. You gave me a little tip. We were talking about security deposits and that I was tired of collecting and refunding okay, security yeah. deposits. And you said, well, you know, Rick, I charge my folks a, a, uh, a fee for damage protection. And I thought, wow, that's brilliant. So <laughs> I eliminated the security deposit collection. I charge all of my groups a $49 damage protection fee. And I average over 200 groups a year. So that's about $10,000 a year now that I have coming in thanks to you. Yes, because the so, damage doesn't often happen. I hope you don't send happen. me a bill. But. <laughs> but the damage doesn't often happen. And when it does, right? you have the fund for it. It is fantastic. And I, I paid it forward by having the same conversation with someone here <laughs> today who collects $1,000 from every group, charges the credit card, and then refunds the credit card. <sighs> yeah. And I said, oh, no, you've got to stop. And, in fact, he was worried that Airbnb was going to throw him off for doing that because they weren't happy with him that he was forcing people to go through that process. Yeah. So I said, look, not only is this going to make you money, it's going to get you in better graces with Airbnb. So that all comes back to you. So oh, thank well, you very well, thank much. Thank you. I'm glad you're using that. I mean, we, 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 we've, just, we've changed our model slightly. Instead of a flat fee, we now do a $7 a day. Okay, that because works. Because we have people coming for two months and it's like we're charging them $45 for their accidental damage protection and they're staying two months and then you've got somebody coming for a weekend paying the same price paying the same price yeah. so we've changed the model so we're charging seven bucks a day and it's compulsory there's no you know opting in it's and that's worth uh, that's really a great well. idea yeah yes and i have but this is it you know it's it's iterations isn't it you know, you, you, you work something and then you think, ah, you know, I'm not, not sure that's working as well as it could. and Right, and tweak it. Yeah. And so, you know, anyone back to plug your conference today, I have to do that for you too. Because, <laughs> you know, if someone's thinking about the cost and maybe I can't afford that, you know, here's one tip I got from you that generated $10,000 a year for me. So, <laughs> that's, yeah, I hadn't thought about step that up way. and come to the conference, and you're going to make money by just yeah, networking well, and well, getting ideas from people. Yeah, this is. I, have you looked at some of those post it notes on that board? I haven't, but I can't really wait to, to see them. Yeah, those and, are fantastic. So. Yeah, in fact, somebody wrote down that about the uh, accidental damage. That was me. That was you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Now it's Thank my you. idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Steal whatever. So, well, how, so many, how many problems Back to Oster Golf Houses. Yes. I just completed a home about uh, three or four weeks ago, my fourth house on the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail. And the only thing limiting my growth is banks. Because I'm just one guy, and I have five mortgages, and, you know, they want me to crawl slowly and grow. So when Clearbank come and uh, oh, present I tomorrow... Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, I think that's going to be really interesting. You know, a lot of owners, I think, face the same challenge that I'm facing is, okay, yeah. do I keep 100% of my company to myself and grow slowly, or yeah. do I give up equity and allow partners in? And I do have partners interested in helping me grow, yeah. but... You know, Heather, I, I enjoy what I do, and I enjoy having 100% ownership, so I'm not sure 
I want to do that. But anyway, business is fantastic. I have no complaints. I love having a small niche that I cater to. Yeah. And after hearing a lot of speeches today, initially I was thinking, oh, you know what? I need a, I need a property management company. I need 100 properties that I can sell to Vacasa or one of the big guys and have a big payday. And then I thought, no, I really don't want all those headaches. And I just really like having my little business and my niche that the big guys really don't have any interest in competing with me. Yeah. So I really think that's a better way to, to go right now because – as many people pointed out, trying to compete with all of the big players yes. and the billions of dollars they have to spend on marketing, eventually you're not going to be able to. That's right. So I would suggest you call right a niche and something that you, know, you cater to and have a narrow focus that eliminates or makes it more difficult to compete with. And it's something you enjoy and it's highly profitable. Yeah. What's, what's your website? Ostergolfhouses.com. Go and take a look at that because it's a tremendous website. Thank and, you, Heather. You know, I love the branding. I know Matt Landau talks about it a lot. He talks about the videos you've done. And yeah, it's just, when you look at sort of the best practices, I think your site is one. Oh, to, thank you to so much. Out. Well, you know, I steal a lot of ideas from Matt Landau's inner circle. So. <laughs> well, the, well, just like what, I stole yours just well, now. Well, that's what we were talking <laughs> right? about today, wasn't it? That um, it's, it's this collaboration. It's keeping together. It's everybody keeping together, joining in things like the inner circle and Evelyn's hosting journey and people contributing to, to these forums and helping each other out. It never happened 20 years ago when I started. You know, the, yeah, you were on your own. That you were totally on your own, and you know, n- nobody wanted to uh, to share anything. So yeah. it's uh, it's amazing. That's the beauty of of what we're doing now. And in, in your conference, Matt's inner circle is the collaboration. Yes, and the willingness to share ideas. Well, this the willingness to share. So yeah. I was very willing to share my idea with you, and now you've shared it with everybody <laughs> now else. I'm paying which is it wonderful. forward. Thank you very much. So thank so you. Thank you, Rick. So nice to see you, yes. and, and you and Mike have done a great job with the conference. And uh, I don't look, know why I'm waving at you. You waved at me, and we're, we're, we're recording audio, and I waved at you. That's, that's not, that's not very yeah, so you have to describe it for people. It's elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist, wrist. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Rick. And I'm now joined by Sibylla Kim. Good evening. <laughs> Hi, Heather. For those, for those of you, I mean, you, people have got to follow Sibylla on Facebook because she's totally taken her house apart. Literally speaking. <laughs> yes. We evicted ourselves from our primary home by totally demolishing the insides and renovating it. Yes. And... Uh, yeah, at the same time, I was renovating my bathroom up in, in my home and thinking it was a it was my whole home coming apart. And then I looked at yours. It's like, <laughs> oh no, this lady knows how to demolish. <laughs> That's the easy part. The harder part is actually putting it back together and making so many decisions about everything that needs to go back into, you know, a new home. That um, yeah, <laughs> a lot of choices. Do you want to talk about what we were talking about at dinner today? tonight i'm happy to about yeah um, to tell because i thought that was so interesting and this is something that does impact you know a lot of people well um i discussed with heather um i asked her actually as a mom um having had um a vacation home for a while herself um if she had experienced over her life um changes of how her family uses that vacation home 
uh, we are actually experiencing this ourselves right now. Our home, Villa Ausblick, we purchased in 2005. And at that time, our youngest child was an infant and our oldest was just a year and a half. Um, toddler and an infant. And uh, so here we are almost 12 years later. And the way we use this property has changed drastically in the last uh, year. Um, both kids are now middle schoolers with a very um, busy weekend schedule which doesn't allow us to go to the vacation home as frequently as we used to. We live three hours driving distance from the house. And um, we used to be there every four weeks, and now I find myself being there every eight to ten weeks. And during those shorter times that we're there, we're spending even more time working on the property to maintain whatever we need to do there. Um, and I have to say the, the fun is a little bit... Uh, <laughs> I think you sort of said the passion has gone the passion out of it well, a little. Passion, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite yet giving up on the passion, but it's, it's. It, I, I just realized over a lifetime as a family, you use this property differently. Yeah. And you have to make adjustments and maybe change your expectations as to what it does. And um, maybe that's a natural cycle. Eventually you go get to the point where you say, Is, does this make sense um, for our family? And if we don't use it as frequently, how do I use it differently you know is it a point where you see an exit coming up or um do you just market it really more for others to use or do you hand it over to a property management company so uh, you've got to, some choices to make yeah uh, well the, the the thoughts are just literally forming like yeah. you know it's a, it's a feeling that has been all evolving and i i couldn't quite put my finger on it and and i think just being here i've, I've sort of i had a little time last night to think about what is it that doesn't fit right right now these days and I think that's and I'm talking to other people that are similar in my age and uh, you know that have kids my age and I I, I hear that story repeating and uh, then I asked you <laughs> you confirmed it <laughs> yes yeah, right I, I hear this when, when I'm going out to look at properties for our property management company so many of them are with um, families that are going through exactly the same you know they've, they've got a property they've maybe rented it out you know short term between the times they've been using it and now they're looking at having to extend the time they rent it out and use it less but do they do it themselves or do they hand it over and yeah it's a struggle a lot of people go through as their kids get to that age and and you're you're there it's about a five-year period it seems when the kids say i'm not going there anymore that's no fun because you're going to make me rake leaves yeah and do stuff when I want to be sitting back doing what Mike is doing at this moment, which is sitting there probably playing something on his iPhone. No, I'm tweeting and sharing and photographing and all he, kinds of stuff. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's doing all kinds of but stuff. But you're right on but top. You know, like they get to really to a point uh, in age where we feel like they should be also picking up some responsibilities around yes. the house. And so combining um, going to a place where they would rather be with their friends at their hometown and then on top of that having to work there it's just not their cup of tea yeah um and we're not getting younger um <laughs> but in another five years time though they're gonna get to 20 yeah. 21 and and then it will flip flop and yeah. all of a sudden it becomes the place to go again yeah um so it's in that is that yeah that the funny interest? part is if, if i bring up the, the the conversation as to do you think this as a family you know should we really hold on to this does it make sense to sell this eventually the reaction is a very strong absolutely no we yeah. want to hold on to it 
Um, yeah. But how do you raise these kids then to become participants in the property management aspect <laughs> of it? That's, that's, the, that's the question I you have. You might have to shelve that for a couple of years. Yeah. But uh, anyway. So any advice? <laughs> what have you heard from others? That I don't know. Mike, what, what, what would you say? What was the question? I wasn't listening. <laughs> wasn't listening. <laughs> what was the question? I wasn't listening. No, what, what, what's happening? Oh, no, I'm not going to repeat it again. No, repeat it. Okay, so what's happening with Sibylla is that her children are that age where they're not as interested in going to the property anymore. And as frequently as we used to. As frequently. And, um, now I'm asking them also to physically help with some chores She wants the house. to get them sort of involved, <laughs> involved less appealing. in the property management side of it. So, in fact, that's what the question started out with at dinner was, how old were you, Mike, when, um, you know, when we came over and, and, and we were, when I got the first property and were you sort of involved with it from the start? Because you came over when you were 21 and started a property management company yourself. I, I was in a little bit of a different situation, though. I'd finished some service in the military and, uh, you know, I, I was at a loss. I didn't, I didn't really know what to do. So it just seemed like, you know, what else do I do right now? Let's go look after my mum's place in Canada and try something new. And fortunately, I love being here. It was it was absolutely wonderful place to be. Um, and I just chose to stay. And, and and it just seemed natural that I saw a niche that people need to property management. So I, I'm I'm a little different in in respect to you know older older kids. Um, I I think that's definitely a challenge though, and 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 especially especially in this day and age where kids seem to be. Um, distracted very easily. I actually, you know, the, the, this whole thing of ADHD. I think we're breeding children with ADHD because of the, the the crazy environment that we're growing that the kids are growing up in now. You know, I'm sitting here on my phone. My, my phone is buzzing in my hand. You have a million things trying to pull your attention in different directions. Um, and I think the, the, the only the only way I can I can see you getting your older children involved in in looking after the property is giving them some kind of incentive to do it. And I hate that because it's like you have to bribe your kids into doing it. The way we are solving this is we are basically bringing their best friends or, you know, larger crowd of friends along. In fact, um, once a year we try to have one weekend where we parents take our children and three or four of their own kids along. So it's a huge kids weekend. And usually the other parents are thinking how how are you going to do this i'm like it's the best time ever like, yeah i mean I, 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 the phones really don't come out they go into the woods and they play <laughs> yeah. even as teenagers <laughs> yeah i i think i mean I, I even do it with buddies from work i mean you know if, if you have um i i get to go with, with, with my firefighter friends at work and i'll go up to somebody's cottage but the idea is is you spend the day doing jobs you know, helping out around the place, and then in the afternoon, the evening, you know, that's when that's when a lot more beer comes out. I was going to say that that's when the beer comes out, but you know, we've been drinking since nine a.m. Um, but that's when the more beer comes out is in the afternoon as a reward for helping. Well, not with kids quite. We take a chainsaw. Uh, my husband takes a chainsaw. We cut on a tree in the woods, and then they get to they get to saw it into pieces, and then we get to. Yeah. burn the branches and then we get to put the potatoes in the fire and the marshmallows come out and that's the reward so yeah I'm sorry, I, I was talking about my guys from work I mean we're all, we're all our 20s 30s and 40s so, so that's a bit different but, but, but I think you know there is you know when there's reward at the end of a good good day's worth of chores yeah. um, and, it, and it's fun because you, you know for, for I, I think for kids that age but I don't know it depends on which kids 
I know it's, it's a really tough subject to get into in terms of how there's no definitive answer to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'd, I'd be interested to hear, you know, my listeners out there. Come yeah, let's, on. Let's hear comments let's, on this. Yeah, I'd love to get your comments on this. You know, we're talking about vacation homes using being used yeah. by the owners, and you know how how you actually do this thing. How do you do it? Do 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 your kids come out and help? Do they get involved with the whole property management side of it so that they help you get it ready for the next guest after you go, or or is it becoming a pain for them? So so we'll see. We'll see yeah. what comments we get. Maybe we can help Sibylla out with that. So thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much. This was my first time on your podcast, by I the know, way. I know. It's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, go on. So, I, I, you know, I think, it's, I think we have covered... A, a really, really good representative sample of, of the people here who are attending the Vacation Rental Success Summit. Like it, this, once again, like we hear over and over again how amazing people are finding this event. Um, it's, it's difficult, I think, for you and I um, to, to to really gauge just by looking at people. I mean, you, you hear it all the time. And I always get concerned when people give you feedback directly. All oh, this, this summit's amazing. I always get concerned that they're saying that just because they say that. But but when you hear it third, fourth, fifth hand, that everybody is you know so happy that they've 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 chosen to make the investment to come here, I think that makes a huge difference. And I, I'm 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 thrilled again. Another year, um, another hugely successful event, and, and I'm just hoping we have more people join us in 2018. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've said it a couple of times. I'll say it again. We will be in San Antonio, Texas in 2018. And I promise I'm not going to talk about this every single week for the next 52 weeks. Yes, you will. Because I'm going to tell you to. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, I I think, you know what? I think, you know, know, we do have a bit of trepidation in terms of, you know, you guys are our loyal listeners. You're driving your car right now. You're out having a run. You're walking the dog. You're mowing the lawn. And and you, you join Heather every single week to learn about vacation rental. And passive learning is, is, is a very easy way to learn. But when you actually put yourself in a slightly a situation where you're slightly out of your comfort zone, your, your senses are heightened and, and you, will, you will begin to absorb everything, everything around you. And especially if you're, you know, uncomfortable with meeting new people, I guarantee you, I mean, Heather's presentation this morning was entitled Hugs and High Fives um, and sharing stories of collaboration. And this event, everybody, we see it over, I'm looking out right now through what we call the Goldfish Bowl, um, out over at least 100 people who are still here in the bar. I can hear the music playing and there is not a single person I can see sitting alone. Um, everybody is having a great time and you know they, they had already the first day of learning there's another day to go and, and already people are saying they can't wait till 2018 and we want to make sure that you as our listeners we want you to come and listen to all the things you're learning here on the podcast we want you to come and listen, learn those in person make some more friends develop your own community and begin to you know, just really take those next big steps in your business. And before we go, I just want to mention um, our sponsors and our exhibitors, because these are the guys that, that, that came along and they've, um, you know, they, they've set up the booths and, and have, they've done nonstop talking today as well. So first of all, Airbnb, who, who set up the most amazing um, living room. 
yeah, space. It, it, it was essentially what the, what they were trying to create was a recreation of, a, of an Airbnb listing, uh, and it was just lovely. And you know, the, the, those guys from Airbnb are the happiest people I know. If you ever want to have a happy job, go and work for Airbnb because <laughs> those guys are really happy, uh, and not in a happy kind of creepy way, but happy just like genuinely, I love my job kind of way. Um, so I would I would guarantee um, uh, yes sorry I was really really pleased and they had a great time and they felt they got a lot out of the event too so it was nice to chat with those guys yeah and then of course Canada Stays who who were here for our, for, for, for their second year and their their CEO Mark, Mark Bordeaux gave a great talk today yes he, um, yes, about yes, he did he he did and and I I was just so thankful that, that you know that, that they got enough out of our first event that they were happy enough to support our second event and, and that's a real test to you know the fact that our growth um, and the fact that we, we, we are going again and, and not only that um, I know Canada Stays have been back again for a second year um, and so is VR Rental Supplies or Vacation Rental Supplies um, and, and they're back again for a second year as well um, and it was just so nice to see um, to see them actually attend this year because last year they, they, they were a sponsor um, but didn't actually attend but, but this year you know she, she was back again and I'd like to give a thank a really big thank you to Canadian Wealth Magazine Magazine is this Canadian Wealth Canadian, Canadian, real, real, Canadian, Canadian real, estate real Estate Wealth Magazine crew yeah um, and the, you know, those guys have been so supportive of us they've um, I, I mean i, I I was quoted in their magazine, the, in their feature magazine this month. Um, Gary Miller was in there. Dean Curtis was in there. Um, yeah, just um, and and then I had when when I did the interview with them, I'd mentioned Noise Aware and I mentioned um, Party Squasher. Party Squasher, and they included both those apps in the magazine. So those guys didn't know at all mm-hmm. that they've been featured in uh, in Canadian real estate wealth so you know just a shout out to to them yes yeah, so and you know what if, if you um, are you know if you're a listener um, pretty much anywhere in North America I mean even if you're in the US um, and also certainly if you're in Canada um, you know it, that's a good subscription to have I mean Canadian real estate wealth magazine they have some great articles and features about what's up and coming in in um, um, in, in real estate investment um, and you know, vacation rental is becoming such a big part of that. Um, so, so, so certainly, uh, head over to to their website and, uh, and and subscribe to their magazine, and they have a lot of great stuff on their website too. And we've also got Guesty here, um, and those guys came from. They came all the way from Israel. Came from all the way from Israel. So, uh, I'm going to be putting links to all these people on the end of this uh, at the end of these show notes, so you can go and check them out because guesty does um you know channel management an awful lot more um and i think you know you need to get to their website have a look and see what guesty does and then of course we had the guys from you're welcome of course we spoke to john earlier on and party squasher and avroa we have rob fitz here from avroa oh and arlington from uh from uh oh it's kind of a long title it's it's luxury 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 properties bahamas remax I think. Yeah. 
or Remax Luxury Properties Bahamas. I think that sounds about but right. He's yes. a great guy to talk to because he's you know luxury properties, and you know how much I love the Bahamas. And and, and it's nice to think about luxury properties in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, and, all and, I've got is a piece of scrubland. And I'll actually give a big shout out to Ar- Arlington too because um, he, one of the things that he's done for people at this event is he's he's given up probably the biggest prize um, for an attendee. He, you know, they have a raffle on this weekend, um, and you know one of the attendees here at the summit. Um, will be getting a four four days three nights stay in the Bahamas to attend the 2017 uh, Luxury Properties Bahamas uh, trade show um, including round trip airfare to anywhere in uh, the US or Canada and that is a massive massive um, opportunity um, to, to win a great prize and, and I, I want to give a big thank you to Arlington because that, that, that's a, um, a, a really big giveaway um, and it's uh, and, and that's another reason to be here. Uh, we have so many prizes to give away, so uh, I definitely recommend that you make it out to VRSS 18 in San Antonio. Okay, well, my voice is just about done. So, uh, so that's it for me for this week. That's it. That's it from Mike. Um, thank you for joining us on this trip through VRSS 17. And, and you know what? It, it, we're going to be in a different venue next year, but we're going to still. It's going to be amazing. Um, and uh, we're glad that you have listened to this episode of the podcast, or that maybe I'm, I imagine this is probably going to be the two episodes of the podcast, um, because you know this is this is where this is where stuff happens. This is where people's businesses take a turn uh, towards the uh, towards immense success. Uh, and, I, and I really feel that if you're listening and, and you wish. I know there were people from the last uh, last year who were listening to these episodes and wish they had attended. Uh, and, and if you're feeling that right now, head over to vacationrentalsuccess.com um, and uh, and buy your ticket for next year. Just make that commitment, um, and you'll you will not regret it. I guarantee it. Wonderful. Well, thanks, Mike. That's sort of a wrap for for this year, and uh, well, certainly a wrap from the summit. Yep. And uh, but I'll of course be back with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. Mm-hmm.